Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hi, Shelby. Hi, Brett. Hi, old man. Had a great weekend. Absolutely. This podcast is brought to you by... Hi, Crush. Hi, Abra. Shonda, good to have you. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host the Old Man's Podcast here, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Download the free Podbean Podcast app to start recording and publishing your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbeam app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbeam at www.podbeam.com and use the code PODCAST21. That's all capitalized, PODCAST21, for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check them out. Hi, Russ. Hey, guys. Bienvenidos al Old Man's Podcast, el podcast del viejo. Nos puedes escuchar en la app de Podbean Podcast, en Apple y Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music y muchos otros lugares. Si nos quieres escuchar en vivo, nuestro show se transmite de lunes a viernes a las 8 a.m. Tiempo del Centro. And a good morning and hello to everybody. This is the Old Man's Podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigator, and I'm the Old Man. Welcome aboard. Good to see everybody. And good morning, my lovelies. It's a great day, Eric, a great day. Absolutely. Uh, You know, uh, Podbean's Podbean's done some strange stuff again. I can tell by the one I opened up and started the show. So if you lose me... Just remember, if you lose me, it only takes me about a minute to fire everything back up and we'll do a part two. So, uh, thank you, everybody. Good to see everybody. Hi, Russ. Good to have you. Shelby. Hi, darling. And then our our, our navigator for the day, Miss Shonda Sinclair. Good morning, good morning. Shonda. Can you How hear me? How are you? Yes, I hear you good. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we'll be glad uh, to have Sean the, for the next 90 minutes, and the final half hour will be our free-for-all with, with Shelby and Russ and other friends of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So, uh, Shonda, anything exciting happening down south? Rain, 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 and more rain, and some rain, and some mud, and more rain. You know, I told Grammy that I looked at the. I like, I'm a farmer's almanac type of guy. I like that that little uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Hey, when, I, when I read it, when I read it, uh, when summer was coming to an end, it said that we were going to have a wet winter. It says Pacific Northwest, wet winter, baby, wet winter. And sure enough, I man, I, I mean, we could probably count on one hand the dry days we've had so far. But it is. It's raining up there again. Rain, 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 rain. Good Lord. Uh, The only day it didn't rain was the day I was predicting it. And, you know, in hockey, 
they had that winter classic, and it's a hockey game that they play outside. They build a rink outside, and they play a NHL hockey game outside. And this year, they played it in Seattle, Washington. And um, it was on January 1st, I believe. Yeah, anyway. And I was thinking, oh, man, why are they picking Why are they picking Seattle in January? It's going to do nothing but rain. It's going to rain on that game. And it's raining like crazy leading up to the game. You know, it's raining the day before, the day of the game. Clear skies. Boop. Clear skies. Nice day. Sunny. A little warm. I'm going, you bastards. And then the next. Then the next day, rainy, cold, it's back to the regular weather. <laughs> How does that work out like that? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, a little part in the clouds. <laughs> Crash is saying, if you're complaining about the rain, I can send you some snow. No, no, no. no keep no. keep your snow. We had a little bit of snow. And it's yeah, we had a little smattering. Did it stick around down there where you're at? It stuck around here for about a week it just didn't go away because it was cold it, it just no, wouldn't uh, uh just about a day and a half yeah yeah well it finally... a couple of spots i was actually driving around over the weekend and there are a couple of spots where there's little bits of mounds still sitting on people's you know yards or whatever but it's just uh -huh. like a little isolated mound that still managed to stick there yeah. Uh, well, no, it finally melt. It finally got all melted away with the warm rain the last couple of days. Cleaned it all out. Cleaned it all out, man. I, uh, I bet it's gone now. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the last I saw the little mounds was on Friday. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hey, good morning there, Shelby. How are you? I'm fine. How are y'all? Eh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's Monday, you know, it's Monday. Yeah, Monday sucks. Oh, I feel. They, <laughs> they do, and I have been so tired lately. Like, I do not want to wake up. I do not want to get out of bed. I had a cold, uh, I don't know, was that last week? I don't even remember. Uh -huh. And after the podcast, but before the next one. So I had the cold, like, from Tuesday to Sunday. And it was, like, four days of fever and, you know, little cough and all, all that stuff. But... It's been a whole week since then, and I've just been tired for the whole week. Like, I'm not recovered yet. Do you think yeah. it's the weather? I, I, do you think it's that we should be hibernating, you know? I do. I think January is <clears throat> kicking me out, this, this kicking me down, kicking me like a little can down the road this, this year. I feel yeah. like that. I feel flat like a pancake. <laughs> Like, like, scrape me up off the ground. <laughs> like, like on Diary of the Wimpy Kid, the Stinky Tooth. <laughs> oh, I've never read that. Oh, it's a good book. My kids read it, and you know, so I had to listen to them read. And yeah, uh -huh. yeah it was the part about the stinky cheese flat on the pavement. Nobody went near it. As if you touched it, you touched the stinky cheese. <laughs> pretty you, funny. You actually had your kids read to you? Yeah, it's part of a requirement for school. They had to read so many hours. So, you know, while I was cooking supper, hey, it's time for you to read. Go get your book. Let's read. And you had them read out loud to you? Yeah. 
gosh, what a yeah. mean, what a mean mom. No, I, I, you know what? I never, I never thought to do that with my kids when they had yeah. homeschooled. But yeah, we homeschooled. But my daughter read out loud to us all the time. There was reading mm. all the time. There was half hour of silent reading every single day, and at least a half hour of out loud reading five days a week. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they she had to. Both of them had to read like so many hours a week, and so they they took turns. Of course, you know, because at that particular time we had to have them in the same grade because my oldest was anyway. That's another rabbit hole. But um, yeah, they would. I'd have them take turns. You know, every uh, other day, one read, vice versa. Mm -hmm. so, wow. Yeah. I I started writing. Oh oh oh! Hold on. <laughs> Are we, are we in the newsroom? What was that? News. Yeah. From the old man's <laughs> podcast, News Desk. Ladies and gentlemen, this coming in, this breaking news. Averant has thrown up three times since starting her walk this morning. She don't feel sick, though. I don't know what's going on. And that's oh, no. the breaking news for the day. Sorry, Abrid, I shouldn't, I shouldn't take it so lightly. But I just, the way I read that, I just thought, oh, my. It just like popped in a news break. Hope you're feeling fine. Oh. Don't, mean to, don't mean to take it lightly. But, you know, no, it is the old terrible. man. I got a wow with some laughing faces from her. Good. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, it's funny for a sensitive person, sometimes you can be so insensitive. <laughs> oh, me? No, not me. You're I'm such a kind, a... sensitive soul. And I then it's am. like, somebody's throwing up. Oh my gosh, uh, you're right. Well, yeah, it is me. Yeah, well, that's the real, that's the old man right there. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I when I was, Not really. when I was little, sometimes you, you, you shadow truth. Welcome. Hesitate to say, you do remind me occasionally of my dad. When oh, I was that's uh, a good thing, I think it is. It is. But when I was, it's like six, seven, eight. And I had all my little stuffed animals and I would play with them and bring them to show my dad what they were uh -huh. doing. He'd go, oh, let me see that. Oh, that one's so cute. And I would hand it to him and he would throw it like every single time. And I'd bring it back. No, don't, don't throw it. Look at it. Oh, okay. Let me see that. And he'd like, throw it again. And I was like, you know, I fell for it every time. And he would laugh. Oh, that's so hilarious. So that reminds me of that. Well, okay. So with that being said of your dad, you know what I did? Jeanette would bring my daughter. She'd bring me her little baby dolls. And she'd mm -hmm. go, I go, oh, you got your little baby. I can't remember her name. Oh, you got little baby doll. Oh, let me see. And she goes, here, look how cute. And I'd take it. I'd, I'd hold it like a baby. And I'd go, oh, isn't she cute? And then I'd start punching on it. I'd start punching <laughs> oh on it. Oh my god! And Jeanette would go. Ah! She'd go. Ah! She'd grab it and run away. I go. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's all right. It's all right. Uh -huh. Here, bring it. Bring it. Bring it to me so I can say I'm sorry. 
And she'll go, okay. And I'll go, I'm sorry. And then I start punching on it again. And she grab it and run away from me. And yeah, so we're basically, yeah, we're uh, just like your dad. Yeah, we do the same thing. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. I walked into well, Josh. Anyway, Abrant, I'm sorry that you are not feeling better. Yeah, uh, uh, so one time I walked by Jeanette's room and she's in there and she's got her little table set up and she's got all their little friends out and she's having a tea party. And I go, Hey, you're having a tea party. She goes, yeah. Can I join you? She goes, yeah, yeah. Come on in dad. Come on in. So I'd go in and she made me a splite, a place and I'm, I get down on the floor and we're all there. And well, needless to say, I got 86 out of the, uh, tea parties because me and the other guests didn't get along very well and we had a brawl. Mm. So <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about just something about my my parroting skills. You know, I was just uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was I was I'd go back to being the bouncer in the bar. Yeah, I can't help. Well, that's when the bunny rabbit bouncer comes and bounces dad out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <let's laughs> this tea party, you're not welcome at my tea yeah, party yeah. anymore. Hey, can I have, hey, you having a tea? No, should shut her door. I'd be 86. Dang, 86 out of my own daughter's party. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was good times, though. Good times. A lot of fun. Uh, Crash says, you've got the bedside manner of a grizzly old porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's say hello to Russ. Hey, Mr. Russ Brown, how are you this morning? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing this morning? Doing oh, great. you're sounding better too. You're all better now. Oh yeah, I'm doing a lot better. Good. Good deal. Good thing you're not feeling bad. The old man would uh, broadcast this. This. <laughs> I'd, I'd make fun of you. Oh, <laughs> he knows. News. Yeah, I know. He's got thick skin. Uh, what was this yeah. thing I read? What was this thing I, I read? It said that uh, several things about friends. A true friend, uh, you know, a true friend will, uh, when you're, if you're being sarcastic and that too, a true friend, they just get quiet and wait a minute while they're building up their sarcasm to come back at you with. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And another one is said as a true friend will poke fun of you and make, you know, go after you all the time to your face but be, will be your biggest supporter behind your back and i thought yeah that's true that's true you know yeah it's well friends. another one that we used to do was <clears throat> alert the media you know you go in and announce to your parents like oh my elbow hurts and i don't know what i did let's alert the media <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> There's this one girl on uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, where she is a media person. She is a media person. And uh, kidding with Kayla. Is that the one where she goes, where she talks about her kids? <laughs> yeah. This just her. in. This just in. A mother with her two-year-old son, and she's talking about herself and her kids. She is absolutely hilarious. She is. Uh, you need to find one of those and play it. <clears throat> Oh, uh, she is, uh, I, I can try while I'm talking, but she is, uh, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to find, but you're right. I'll, I'll set it up and I'll set it, but she is absolutely hilarious and she uses for a mic and she films herself doing the news, news breaks, you know, this just in, you know, uh, trying yeah, to feed my like son. The, 
a microphone can be, you know, a bag of chips or a hairbrush or you know, whatever, whatever the topic happens to be at the time. She's kind of got the microphone of the moment. Yeah, she was using, <coughs> she, was using uh, she was using a slice of pizza. The, the one of the ones I saw. Oh, I didn't this see that one. Good, and she's talking in the pizza. And she uh, did you know she? I, I don't know if she's gotten married or she was she. I think she did get married. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know what? Welcome I was, I was kind of, Pepper. I was extremely happy for her. I, oh, I really yeah. was. I mean, she is just. Uh, she seems like a real nice, real nice person, and uh, uh, great sense of humor and all that and her little boy is just a just a beanbag man i mean he's something else and and uh yeah i love it i love it uh that thing i have to look and get a couple of her so we can play them and hear her do her reports but uh it is funny she is funny very talented very talented you know well you know she um when i i listen i've been listening to her for like when she was just starting and she when she started doing those new those little news breaks about raising her kid um she did not have a job she she did not have a job she, because of covid she got laid off uh and she, you know and she's uh doing those little brief things and then she put a thing out hey you know you you television people out there you know i'm looking for a job i need to get back on the air i need to you know need you get back to work and this and that and and uh and the news station that she works for now they found her they saw her and they go hey let's yeah. bring her in and talk to her and that's how she ended up having the job she has and oh, uh, her little news segment in the her little news segment in the morning is uh is her talking about kids raising kids the things and all that bringing a right, lighter so side kidding huh? with kayla kidding with Kid kayla kidding with okay kayla. i found one but i don't know if my sound is going to be good can i try it Yes, ma'am. Please do. Okay. Hi, beautiful chaos. Hi, poetic. If I turn my sound on, hang on a second. Well, okay. Oh my We're god. Okay. But now I'm just as bad. You know what it is? Here's my report. Yeah. This just in, I licked my thumb to clean my child's face. I'm told this is a rite of passage, but authorities are working to determine whether I ever wanted to join mm -hmm. this portion of the parenting community. I can confirm it's gross, but it is effective during a bind. Did you hear it? Yeah, that came out really clear. Really clear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, just just in, licked my face to clean my child's mouth. Yeah, I'm licking my, my thumb to clean my child's my face. Yeah. Hi, Poe. Good to see you, Poe. Uh, hi, uh, uh, beautiful uh, chaos. Is that it? Beautiful chaos. Good to see you. Yeah. Yep. Good to see you. <clears throat> Everybody popping in. Good to see you. He was using ah. her thumb as the microphone. <laughs> yeah. You know, so she's just holding her thumb up and uh -huh. talking into it. That's just funny stuff. That's just funny stuff. Yeah. Right there. So I finished watching again on TV. I finished watching again uh, Black Sails. Uh, it's about the pirates in uh, the Caribbean, you know, pirates in the Caribbean area. Uh, the, um, I can never say that the name Nissan, Nissan, Nissan. I can never say the name of that island. Uh, but anyway. Uh, it's in the Caribbean, and it's always about how they're the pirates are fighting, and uh, you know, trying to uh, 
you know, get uh, free from uh, the British hunting them down and this and that. Well, um, <clears throat> Black Sails is a pre is a prequel to the story uh, Treasure Island, and uh, I absolutely I absolutely love Treasure Island. That is just a great book. And it's uh, it's written by Robert Louis Stevenson, who of whom I don't really know much about uh, Shonda. So I thought, what made him? You know what what what's in his background that made him want to write a pirate book? You know, because I'm always curious how authors come up with their stories. You know, how do they? What what intrigues them? Like like the lady that wrote um, uh, Harry Potter. And the and the guy that wrote uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, I'm always, I was always curious, how did they come up with that? How did they come up with that storyline? You know, mm. and you know, he uh, was a really good friend of C.S. Lewis. Who was that? Tolkien. Tolkien. Oh, was he a real good mm-hmm. friend? Was oh, interesting. Let's see, I didn't know that because uh, <clears throat> I've never really dove it. I've never really dove into the history of authors. And so I'm looking in, I'm looking, I got a little biography here on uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, I'm, I'm reading about him and it's like, you know, it starts off right away. Robert Louis Stevenson was a 19th century Scottish writer. I went, Scottish? I didn't know he was Scottish. Mm-hmm. Notable for such novels as Treasure Island. I went, oh, I, I know Treasure Island. Kidnap, never heard of it. And the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I went, what? This guy went from Treasure Island to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And that's when I started going, man, how do authors' minds work, you know, um, to uh, cover such a, you know, go from one extreme to the other. Man, that that just blew my mind. And, uh, you know, these guys are fascinating. And they're, uh, and I wanted to ask you, okay, so like, you know, like uh, Stevenson in the 19th century, and you know I'm a fan of uh, uh, Sir Conan Do- uh, Doyle, Sherlock Holmes, and, you know, we've talked about it, and, and I'm a fan of uh, the guy that we just had, he just had his birthday, uh, wrote The Raven. Oh, Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe, you know, and I wanted to ask you, are, are, are those, are in your opinion, are authors like that, are they like, are they are they gone or are they still people like that around? Uh, I I you, don't know. You mean kind of the all arounders or the the <clears throat> ones who write really epic things or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, like welcome. I just I, I just named you know like uh, the guy that did uh, Lord of the Rings. And, you mean uh, like people who will write things that will endure? Yeah, yeah. The things that will endure. Because I mean, Treasure Island is still very popular, and and so is Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Well, maybe they're not though. Maybe it, it, I think they're popular because I I find them popular. I, I don't know. I don't I know. think we have. I think we have some that will. I think we have some that will will have lasting uh, interest. And you know, one of the ones that comes to mind, which maybe isn't one that anyone else would think of, but Michael Crichton. Yes, he, he wrote. Um, you know all of the jurassic park things and um what else did he write he um he was also the, but... the the creator of the the tv show er that was executive produced by john wells and it ran on nbc for 15 years yeah 
Yeah. I mean, he's a brilliant writer. And absolutely. Jurassic Park was very interesting because he did a lot of scientific research. In fact, I, I want to say that he had a background in science, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm taking that off the, the memory <clears throat> banks there. Um, and his, his idea that the uh, dinosaur DNA was captured in the resin, amber resin of tree sap, and that that is how they were able to extract it and recreate this whole dinosaur world uh, mm-hmm. was pretty a revolutionary concept at the time that he wrote the book and and very plausible and interesting. And and yeah, he created this very memorable world that we've turned into many movies and um, it's all, you know, it's adventurous and it's exciting and it's got danger and death and, you know, all the good stuff in it. Um, it's not probably a, an intellectual powerhouse like you would think of some of the other greats, but, uh, but I think, yeah, we've got some good writers that will, will endure. And how, and and how does a writer you know write these kinds of pieces <laughs> and not and not well, be influenced by things that they have read because you I always got this uh, impression of authors that they they read a lot they read a lot so authors will read other authors to spark ideas uh-huh. so. There is nothing new under the sun, right? We know that. But there is a person's individual take on a thing. So even if they get inspiration or ideas from somewhere else, they're going to write a story or the article or whatever out of their own mind in their own way, and it becomes something new and different. So in in the patenting world, if we're not talking about writing, we're talking about inventions, you have to have a patent that is new and novel enough to be different than something else on the market. And that's really, I think, what we're talking about with writing. Your mm-hmm. thing needs to be novel enough to be different than something else that's out there. But that doesn't mean that, you know, it's completely different and never been seen before. Now, um, we did a series last last year, uh, Shonda and I, we did a series called... Um, author highlights where we uh interviewed what was it 18 18 17 18 authors and um and we talked to them and uh, you can find those interviews and there is fascinating talking to these people uh about their how they got started writing how they write and what all you know everything that's involved to it you can find those individual uh, standalone interviews uh, by going to our webpage www.theoldmanspodcast.com look in episodes <clears throat> and in the search bar right in the search bar authors highlights author highlights and they'll all pop up and you can listen to them they're about eh, you know about anywhere from 15 to 20 25 minutes long uh, and Shonda does a great job interviewing these people and, you know, and listen to these guys talk, because we had a number of them that were, you know, into sci-fi, you know, sci-fi writing, you know, space travel and this and that. And, <clears throat> and it just uh, amazes me how, I don't know, I, I just don't know how the mind works like that. Very vivid imaginations and uh, able to take that stuff and uh, think of something and go, you know what, I'm going to write a story. 
what is it going to be? I and mean, bing, bang, boom, they just come up with something, you know. Uh, I think it's um, <clears throat> it's a muscle that you have to exercise. And once you get it moving, you really unlock the flow. I did a, I did a post about, you know, creative flow over the weekend because that's what everyone's looking for. If you are compelled to write or you feel like you want to write or, you know, not everyone wants to, not everyone feels like they have a story in them. Um, but for those that do, you're always looking for how to tap the flow um, and get it moving. And once you do, you get this gush of things and all the different ideas start coming out. And then, then the problem is the log jam of ideas that, um, you know, you have to sort through and they're all stuck in there because you've got so many that you can't even get to them all. All right. See, and that's a problem I had as being a, a musician. That's the problem I had to say, well, did you, did you ever write, did you ever write any of your own music, old man? Did you ever try to write stuff? Yeah, I did, but it always ended up sounding like something else. But because I listened to a lot of music and I'm thinking, I'm playing and I'm thinking, oh yeah, well, that's a pretty nice, that's a pretty nice riff, nice riff right there. I like that. I like that. And then sure enough, I'll hear, uh, I'll hear a song and <coughs> I'm going. Oh, good grief! There's the uh, there's the riff I was working on that I thought I invented, and it uh, it it belongs to somebody else, you know. Um, yeah. I think that I think part of that muscle because we we don't think of we don't think of our brain as being a muscle, uh, but it actually is. I mean, it is a muscle, and I think the one of the biggest things that that uh, uh, you know helps uh, promote brain wellness is imagination and these people have an imagination i mean to be able to sit down and think of that kind of stuff and uh i do know <clears throat> the one thing i did do with my kids is because you know kids like you to read them a story read me a story dad read me a story all right i'll read you a story. you know and you're reading stories and this and that well i would flip the script on them every now and then and i'd tell them hey tell me a story what? Yeah, I want you to tell me a story. Well, I don't know a story. Yeah, you do. You know a bunch of stories. You can just start thinking. Tell me a story from start. Tell me a story. And then make them with their little minds tell me. I mean, I wish I could have been able to record some of those stories because kids got great stories. You know, just get them yeah. started. Get them talking. You know, let their little imagination run for each other. Uh, run around and get, get going. And uh, I think that's one thing that we lack today is we lack, we lack imagination. Uh, the imagination muscle in our brain has kind of been uh you know locked down and put away you know i don't think people have that but this robert louis stevenson you know he didn't start out as a writer his his parents his dad uh, the family had a business uh centered around lighthouses mm. and so he went to school to become an engineer to work with his in his family business and uh, his dad wanted him to be, uh, you know, a lighthouse engineer. Well, he went to school. He didn't like that. He didn't want to do that. So he he changed and went from being an engineer to being a lawyer. He went to be a mm -hmm. lawyer and uh, actually got a, uh, I think he actually uh, graduated with a lawyer's degree. And, uh, but that wasn't satisfying either. Where he found his happiness and his, and his what he really wanted to do was be a writer. He wanted to be a writer, you know, and he started out writing all kinds of short stories. 
I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. You know, he wrote all kinds of short stories, and uh, he was, uh, it, and it was like within ten years of him passing away is when things like Treasure Island came out. I mean, it was like later in his years because he was not a healthy person. He wasn't a healthy person. He had some health health problems, and uh, you know, and uh, but. Uh, he he's he started writing he never stopped <clears throat> he's never he never stopped he was writing uh he was writing up to the point of him passing away you know in uh when did he pass away in 1894 <clears throat> excuse me 1894 and uh treasure island uh let's see when did treasure island came out so he was only wow he wasn't very old was 40 was 44 uh yeah, yeah that would have made so, him only yeah. 44 years old yeah you know that's that's the thing that's different you think of <sighs> our lifespans have really it, it, i don't know there are a lot of people dying younger lately in in the last decade but uh but over the last 50 years the lifespans have been pretty long people live into their 80s 90s you know we've even got some centenarians um that wasn't as common in the 1800s what do you call and what did you call them centenarian some or centurions oh, i call i thought they were called centipedes go <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> ahead i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but some of the people who did things who wrote things that have endured that we are still reading like robert <clears throat> stevenson and more than one item are we still reading they did it in you know 20 years time they they had shorter shorter lifespans they died in their 40s or early 50s uh uh edgar Allan poe i think was 52 when he died and and they didn't start until you know early 20s or mid 20s and they did all of that flurry of writing and then boom they died mm. and i think that i haven't seen that in us lately i don't i can't think of a writer that that i can you know in modern times who had such a flurry of writing over such a short span of time mm -hmm. and and had you know all this brilliance left for us to continue to read yeah i exactly exactly i mean you know i'm well past 44 <clears throat> and i haven't even gotten my first book published yet i've done small things you know my magazine article and a few little things but um but nothing big yet so i may not be an enduring writer i just want to you know, write that doesn't necessarily mean anyone will read me in 20 oh, years well with that being said miss shonda um you know, you and I, you know, we've known each other now for a little, you know, I don't know how long, going on two years I don't now. Know. I, three, I, guess, I think three years. Know, yeah. Three years. And I've been, you know, reading, you know, I've been reading your stuff. You share stuff with me. And then I, I am a member of your, uh, your little uh, uh, webpage thing you got going. And so mm -hmm. I read stuff that you write. And I got to tell you, your writing gets better every day i mean it, it really does i can see a difference and i'm not an author by no means i am probably one of the worst people to have read something because i don't look at i don't look at technical stuff but i like stuff that flows and you know it's easy to read in that and yeah uh you're writing i i i love your writing 
I love your writing to death. I mean, your, your writing is just, in my opinion, just improving. Every time you write something, it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. And uh, so Thank I'm here to show. Well, it is a muscle, right? So I'm, I'm exercising <clears throat> yeah. it more. I, I, I've always wanted to write. I'm sure I've said this many times, but for anybody who hasn't listened before, I've always wanted to write. I've been writing since I was a kid, but um, I didn't push to actually get there. I was I was discouraged really by people who would say, yeah, you know, that's fine as a hobby, but you can't really do anything with it. It's not a practical job. It's not something you should try to pursue in, you know, your everyday life, but just keep writing for fun. Well, that's good. And that's true. I mean, not everybody can make a living at it. And so I didn't try and it was scary and, you know, um, and I've worked in law for a long time, not not as a practicing attorney, but um, but Robert Louis Stevenson and I do have in common that we both have a law degree mm -hmm. and I haven't used mine <laughs> in that way. Ah. Um, but uh, he didn't but use I, I took... he didn't use right. his either. <laughs> well, that gives me a little <clears throat> hope. Um, it, so uh, that gives me a little bit of a bolstering confidence that you know you can later in life I, i've i've seen people who didn't get published until 64 65 70 years of age and and went on to become you know well enough known that they were able to make some money and income in retirement age you know with their writing so mm -hmm. i decided i was finally going to do that and it's not my day job yet but um, but the exercising is happening now more than it has been in the rest of my earlier years when I really wasn't focusing on it. I, it took making the decision that this is going to be the thing I'm going to pursue now and I am going to make it happen. And, and it's a, you have to really work at it because it's not just the writing part. You have to really work at finding places to submit your work. You have to really work at writing queries <clears throat> to submit your work. And that is a whole separate part of the of the writing of the work of the job uh and it takes a lot of time all by itself i i submitted um eight poems over this last weekend um and i've gotten back into writing some poetry because i like it it's a good exercise to keep the mind moving and keep the writing flowing and it's small ways that i can then go and submit things um, so yeah, I, I found, but, but it took me all weekend. I've, I've spent three days writing and then researching and then submitting. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, you know, exercising that muscle. Do you think that, um, that it's a, a part of the other issue that you might, you know, you and other authors might be facing is, uh, uh, the industry, like getting stuff published is saturated is saturated there's a lot of people writing there's a lot of people trying to get stuff published and yeah. do you think that the the competition sort of say is really really out there it is and more so now it's interesting because um we have more opportunity to be allowed the voice now than we ever did before because we can self-publish we can put up our own web page we can try to advertise and get our own audience we can build our own brand and get our own audience without permission from a traditional publisher who used to be the huge gatekeeper and if you didn't have a publisher interested you could not get your voice out there 
unless you, you know, put your own little e-zine out, or they weren't called e-zines, your own little zine magazine out, um, you couldn't get out there. Now, so many of us can, but that also means there is a flooded market and we're all vying for space. But you know what I was thinking yesterday? Um, is there enough space? Can we all, you know, get there? Is there, is it even worth it? There's a lot of noise in the world, but if you look at how many billion people are on the planet and to, to sustain a writer with income, if, if we did the subscription model at $5 and 99 cents a month, where people could, you know, pay you the cost of one cup of coffee per month, mm -hmm. um, you could have a thousand readers and sustain yourself out of the billions of people. So you just have to find that niche of, you know, a few thousand people that want your thing that, that like your brand and you can, you know, that's enough. We don't need all the billions to read, but we do need however many thousands to read our mm -hmm. things. I think there's a great injustice being done to artists and uh, I say artists because I want to include musicians and painters and craftsmen and that kind of stuff, uh, is that, you know, you said something earlier. You said, you know, people say, well, you know, well, it's it'd be it's a nice hobby, but you're not going to make any money at it. You know, they always put that money tag on something, you know, well, you're not going to make any money. You know, well, maybe I don't want to make any money. You know, maybe maybe just having the hobby and just doing it is enough to fulfill me, you know, and get the little get the right get the readership that I can get right. out of it. Because it's fulfilling and, uh, you know, but I think that makes a lot of people stop. I think that that stops mm -hmm. people from going after what they really love and want to do because of that. Well, are you know, are you going to make a living out of it? Well, no, no, I'm going to I'm going to continue to be a butcher at this at the butcher shop while I do this as my hobby. I, I'm not, you know, you see what right. I'm saying? I think that well, stops. Yeah, a lot. And the, the problem is that then the world is deprived of whatever beauty that person could have or would have put out there. Um, but, you know, in older times, it was pretty well known that you aren't going to necessarily make a living at doing your art or your whatever. No. And right. so they had benefactors. They had people who would sponsor this artist to do their art. And that person or, or more than one benefactor would fund that person's life and pay the bills for them. So they had the time to write and create or make their music or paint. Because if you try to do a 40 hour work week, you're exhausted and you mm -hmm. have three hours at night, maybe mm -hmm. to do the art. You can't always package your energy into three hours a day after you're too tired from everything else you've had to do um, to be able to create. And, and if you have a family or if you're cooking for a family or if you're getting kids to bed or if you're doing all these other family obligations, you don't necessarily have time to do that. And so it takes a back burner and it, can't, it doesn't get done because life gets in the way. And so that's where I think it's a it's a disservice and people say oh well you know those artists were just living off the backs of somebody else and they were you know sucking off of somebody else well 
yes, if you want to look at it that way, that's true. However, the people who were their benefactors benefited from helping them because they got to then partake in this beauty that's being put out into the world. And you, I think that's where, go ahead. You just educated me because I had, I used to wonder that all the time about these people, about like uh, the the painters, you know, Van Gogh's and the Rembrandt's mm -hmm. out there and the Michelangelo's and these authors, you know, these, these people out there writing, you know, I've always wondered how, how are they able to devote so much time to their craft in that and not really work a job? And I never, I never knew about the benefactors. I never knew mm -hmm. that they had people financially backing them. Um, well, some and of them funny. had family money and some of them did make money doing, you know, regular <clears throat> jobs, but, but yeah, a lot of them had benefactors and that is where the, this subscription model uh, that's modern can come in. You know, there's this one lady that I follow that makes those miniatures. She does mini knitted frogs and then she uh -huh. makes these, these animated little videos with them and they are so cute. Oh, but those are wonderful. They aren't really they? Are. And they're so yes. whimsical and, and they just bring joy to people. Just the vision, they're just visual joy on your screen. Um, but that woman could not do what she does without benefactors. And so she has a Patreon account and for $5.99 a month or $6.99 a month, you can support her. And it costs her money to buy the miniatures. It takes a lot of time to create uh, animations and yeah, she's doing she like does. stop. She's doing stop motion. Yeah. It takes stop a lot of motion time. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I think she has, you know, a few thousand people that I'm one of her supporters, you know, at six ninety nine a month, I can afford one cup of coffee a month to help uh -huh. keep her going. Um, you can't support everybody. I can't support, you know, a hundred people, but right. I can do one or two. And and she, get, you know, has an audience that helps her do what she does and she gets to put her art in the world. So I think the Patreon and the subscri subscription model on Substack and those things do help people be able to have the time to devote to their, their artistic endeavor. I, I never thought that that's what that kind of is like, the, you know, the Patreon and that kind of stuff. It's, yeah, it's mm -hmm. uh, helping them fulfill their, uh, their, um, yeah their talent, you know, do while they're able to, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what well, you're saying. I so never if, if, and if it does, if people say, oh, well, you know, they're just begging for money. Well, it's not the same thing as begging for money. It's, no. it's, it's saying, I have something I want to produce and I'm going to give you the benefit of getting exclusive content. You know, the people who are producing the, uh, who give the actual subscriptions get something more in return than the regular rest of the free audience gets. They get something in, you know, she gives us um, discounts, like you get a 10% off if you want to buy something of hers because she mm -hmm. does sell her uh, knitted things after she makes the, the videos. Um, she gives exclusive uh, content about the making of the video. So like the behind the scenes photos and behind the scenes information about how the video was made. Those are the exclusive kinds of content that she gives. Everybody else just gets to see the video once it's made and that part's free. Um, but so these, you know, they, they're not just begging for money. They are providing a, a, 
a something that gives the person who's helping them a little extra private preview of their work and uh, it's a symbiotic relationship it you know it works that way for for both sides but it's a small amount a little bit from a lot of places it's kind of a crowdfunding idea instead of one benefactor who pays your whole annual salary you get you know small benefactors who help build maybe they only build one day you can you can reduce your work week by one day and then you have a whole day of creating um, I haven't done that with benefactors, but I've rearranged my work week so that I work longer hours, four days a week, and I have a half day Friday off. And so Friday is my writing day. I've carved mm -hmm. it out, um, to do that because if you don't carve out the time, it isn't going to happen. That you've just opened my eyes to all kinds of stuff. Thank you. Thank you for that. And and uh, let me tell everybody out there, you're listening on the downloads and that kind of stuff. You got, you've got other podcast uh, podcasters you listen to. You like their shows. By all means, uh, you know, if they've got a Patreon, sign up for it. Give them a, you yeah. know, give them your support that way. You know, because uh, they're they're trying to uh, spend more time doing what they do. And uh, by all means, support them. They're artists. They they are right. artists, and we're supporting. Yeah, artists. choose one. If every person would choose just one and support somebody with $7 a month, uh, rather than giving it to huge corporations that you're donating to or whatever, you could really make a difference in some small independent artist's life just with that little bit, you know, it builds up. Well, you make me feel good that I'm supporting you, Shonda. Well, thank you. With yes. my subscription. Uh, Crash says, my brother-in-law was 16 years old and was a fabulous artist. He was told by his parents that he would never make it as an artist. Why do parents do that? Now in British, uh, British Columbia, many, many, many years later, he is really well known for his art and his marine life art. And she's put a, uh, uh, a link there for his art. You can check him out. Do it. Check him out. And I don't know why when uh, <clears throat> when I read that and of Pat Crash, I don't know why, but I also thought of uh, uh, tattoo artists. Tattoo artists. There are some tattoo artists out there that are absolutely fabulous. I mean, they're they're yeah. unbelievable artists. And um, I've always thought of a tattoo person as an artist because, yeah, they can put a real great tattoo on your arm and make it look. But did you know that they can draw? Did you know that they can paint? These are, they're artists, they're painters. And I mean, it's, it's really, it's really something. It's really something. Um, I got Doc on the panel and uh, Doc is an author. Doc Yay. is an author. He writes a series of books dealing with Pete Jackson, private detective. And uh, he's got, uh, oh, I don't, I don't know, 10, 10, 12 books out there. You can buy them on Amazon. Uh, but, uh, doc, I know you've been listening to a lot of what, uh, Ms. Shonda had to say, and I was wondering if you had any, uh, input or anything you want to add to the conversation. Ah, oh, that could, could be, could be. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Shonda. Good morning. Good morning. And, and, uh, I was, I was, I was with, uh, Crash there in the chat room and I was talking about the naysayers, the naysayers. People that tell you that you can't never, you never gonna do this. Oh, yeah. that's what kept me writing. Oh, so, and, 
and you exercise your writing muscle all the time. I mean, yeah. you, you, you have put it out there and that's one of the things that's really great. People have to remember that you don't have to make it absolutely perfect. You have to have a good story and yours are good and interesting and they flow well. And, um, you know, you hear, you hear that America that's coming from an expert that is coming from somebody that's been established in the literary world. Do you hear that America? <laughs> Pete Jackson will rule one day. Well, I, 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 I went into this. I went into this. People, I mean, I, I mean, I've heard it all. I mean, from friends, family, relations. I mean, whatever the case may be, and uh, that kind of talk just like pouring gasoline on a fire. I mean, I'm, I know. I mean, it's, I mean, you. I mean, you, to aspiring authors, artists, whatever. You've got to go in with an open mind, because if yeah. you think, because if you don't, if you can't take um, rejection. I tell anybody, don't do it. Don't do yeah, it. Right. Do well, not. Go as ahead. you know, I have ideas for repackaging your books a little bit, um, formatting wise and, and some things. And I've been working through one and I haven't gotten it back to you yet. But um, to do you a second that? edition, you, you know. You so hear that, the, do you so hear that, America? Be, yeah. So there will soon be a second edition of some of the books. Um, that will have a slightly different, you know, formatting and, and adjusted various elements that um, will freshen them up. Do you hear that, America? Miss Shonda had volunteered to tweak, tweak. Am I using the right word? Tweak? Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good word, yeah. She's going to make some adjustment. adjustments. Okay. I, hey, I'm open for it. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I already know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I dream big in my writing. I know for a fact. Pete Jackson will never be on New York Times bestseller list. I'll never get a movie deal, but I'm going to keep writing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know, yeah. Because I know my books are good, and I can say that wholeheartedly. My work is good. You, you have to get that thought in your head. Any artist, anybody out there listening, you've got to get that in your head. If you run across somebody like Miss Shonda and she volunteered, I mean, accept the help. It's not, a, a lot of people out there, they, te they mean, they tell you, Welcome they tell to you to help you. You got to keep your mind open. Yeah, you have, you have to look at it with an open mind. One day, you never know. Get an email, get a special delivery letter. We would like this song. Who is this? And you see words like, oh, Netflix. Oh. Whoa, uh, yeah, whoa, MGM, whoa, yeah, yeah, you, you never know. Yeah, never you, know. Know. you know, Larry Kendrick, who's one of the other writers that we interviewed, has been trying to get a Netflix deal for um, his, one of his Westerns, the, the 1853 novel that he wrote. <clears throat> and, you know, who knows, maybe one day it'll work out. Yeah, you can't, uh, if you're a young uh, aspiring artist out there, whether it's uh, literally, literary, literally, 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 literary, literary, thank you, or music, or paintings, drawings, crafts, whatever. Uh, even making movies in that, you know, don't let the, I don't let the people tell you that. 
Well, you know, I don't know. You know, I, you know, how are you going to make money? How are you going to make any money with that? Don't worry about that. Get your art going. Get your art going. Live in that. Live in that. Get your art going. Grow. Because, uh, you know, uh, I just hate the people that say, well, why are you wasting your time on that? It's not wasting. You're not wasting your time. Oh, <laughs> I've heard that so many well, times. You are developing is, your You're developing. Are your those head. people watching television in the evening? Are the people saying you're wasting your time doing that? Do they have their TV on? Because which thing is more a waste of time? <clears throat> creating something or mindless television watching? Just saying. Exactly. You ain't kidding. That's some of the some of the most worthless shows on t- and some of the most <laughs> worthless movies. That's why they're going back remaking old movies, 20, 30 year old movies. They're trying to re- remake it because they did big when they first re- released it. Now they're trying to remake it, hoping to make more money off an old script. Yeah, well, they're yeah. thinking if they can, if they add all this diversity to it, like every like society's trying to do to everything, if they add all this diversity to it, it's going to be a better story. No, it's not. No, 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 yeah. no, no, it's not. And uh, one thing too is, uh, uh, I was looking at this thing. It's uh, how how old are you know? How do you how old do you feel? You know, what, how old do you feel? Uh, what is it? Uh, let me see here. It says one hundred and six. What? What did you grow up with that if you the kids today wouldn't know anything about? You know, because it's you know it's like man, I'm old. And uh, I was thinking, I always go back to this thing like endless time on television. I mean, we, you know, when I was growing up, when I was a kid. I mean, we had a we had a, we had a TV, black and white TV. Got three channels, and that was it. And it was not on twenty four seven. I mean, oh, it was God. not on. I, I do not remember being a little boy sitting in front of the TV. <clears throat> I, I remember being outside playing. I remember playing with my brothers and sisters in the house, running around, goofing off, having fun, you know, and doing all that kind of stuff. We weren't stuck in front of a TV or any kind of any time uh, any type of uh, visual stimulation. You know what I mean? We weren't stuck at it. And I think, like you said, the worthless time spent in front of a TV. Uh, yeah, it is versus going out and somebody creating something. But I also thought of this, though, Shonda, the people that are telling you, you wanting to be a writer and that it's a waste of time. You need to focus on something else, you know, something more constructive and this and that are the same people that are sitting there l- listening and watching something on TV from a bunch of people that are writers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and you know, a bunch of people that are writers and actors and all that, you know, it's like, wait, wait a minute, you know, yeah. you know, and well, the same you know, I posted a uh, thing <clears throat> about the shakeup in the industry. Sports Illustrated the other day announced that they were laying off 80% up to a hundred percent of their workforce and Sports Illustrated has lost its licensure uh, I'm sorry, the company that owns Sports Illustrated lost its licensing agreement because it owes more than four, I don't know, three and a half million dollars uh, to the licensing company. Uh, Debt. And so it's not allowed to publish Sports Illustrated anymore. And so they laid off 80 to, like I said, almost 100%. It may, it may end up being 100% of the staff. Um, and so the company the sports illustrated the magazine they say is not going to cease to exist however 
it is going to undergo a huge transformation and that's happening all over in publishing. So there is no, yes, you can make a living at writing and, and know that there's going to be a future in it. And yet we've had writers since the beginning of humans being able to put pen to paper. So there will be in some way, a way for writers to move forward. We just don't know what it's going to look like. And so it takes a lot right. of courage to try to be in the writing industry, especially at this time. There's more opportunity than there's ever been, but there's more uncertainty than there's ever been. It sounds like to me that Sports Illustrated, right. along with a lot of other newspapers, are going, you know, they're going to go digital. And you, instead yeah. of picking up a magazine or a newspaper, what they used to chunk in your yard every day or come in your mailbox every month, you just have to go online and punch it up. And the yeah. stories that are in there, are going to be written by artificial intelligence, oh, and, yeah. and that's 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 what I'm thinking. What's going to happen? I mean, it's happening now. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, our local paper, the, yeah, our local paper, the Evening Herald, it used to come six days a week, no, seven days a week. Now, you the only way you see the Herald is you have to go online. Well, shoot, there used to be two editions of a paper in the, you know, 30s and yeah. 40s. Morning there was and the morning paper and the evening paper. And right. you would get hot hot off the presses, right? I mean, right. you get today's news tonight. Um, and, and that was as fast as they could get it to you. Now, the internet has destroyed that model because people can, it's like, I don't need to read your news in print. I saw it four hours ago already online. Um, so yeah, there is definitely a switch to everything digital. I think it's dangerous. Um, I, aside from the fact that I love to hold physical books and I hope that we never stop printing physical books. Um, I think it's, have you had an internet outage lately? There was one over here on the West coast, uh, for four, the lasted four days. There was a whole region of people who couldn't get to the internet. And for people who work in certain industries, their offices couldn't function because they've gone completely digital. They don't have any paper work anymore to do. If they can't get into their server, they can't get into their database, they can't do the work. What happens when the internet goes down and all of our writing and all of our content is in this castle in the air that we cannot access? And mm -hmm. we have nothing written. We have nothing published. We have nothing printed and, and we can't get to it. We get thrown into the dark ages all of a sudden. Now, yeah. I mean, that's not it's, likely to happen to the world over, <clears throat> but what if it did? We lose it all. Well, the thing is, is uh, I look at it and I kind of carry it a little, um, a little more sinister thought to that is what if all of a sudden somebody don't like Dr. Man and all his stuff is electronic and up in the cloud and they just flip a switch and it's gone yeah. just because they don't like someone you know there have been authors on amazon who had that happen to them oh yes amazon would get a complaint or amazon would decide that oh you know your work doesn't meet community standards or whatever in this free speech world that we live in um and and would cut them off and they don't have access to the, their work anymore because they don't have access to that account and nobody can buy it and it's just gone disappeared you know, that may, all that work you, you put know, in that may be the reason why uh i'm about to publish 
get out my latest one, Revenge. And um, I noticed a question, a little small question box. Did you did did artificial intelligence have any input on this work? Oh. And I'm okay. beginning to think that somebody may have gotten caught. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that artificial intelligence stuff is, I mean, there are people that are just, you know, they just kind of brush it off. Ah, well, whatever, you know, whatever. So it's writing stuff. So what? whatever is putting pictures together and, you know, artist, artistry and that. And so whatever, if it's just putting music together and it's like, you know, that's just wrong. That is just totally wrong. Uh <clears throat> Uh, you got to where, you know, you can sit down and with a computer and a sound system, you know, you can you can write music without knowing a lick of music. You can just, you know, you write it. And if it don't sound right, if something sounds off, you hit auto tune and now it's everything's in perfect pitch. Yeah. You know, there's well, something I actually wrong. think that's nice and revolutionary, but people have to remember it's like a screwdriver or a wrench. It's a tool. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. Yeah. The, the it's not the end product. You, you you if you misuse the tool, and you're creating the whole product without you doing the work, then I think that is wrong. But using the tool um, in a way, let's say you're outlining. You know, I want to um, I want to outline a, a board game. I want to create a board game. Let help me outline the ideas for this board game. Or you know, as a as a a Venn diagramming kind of tool. You can do things a lot faster with it, but you don't want it writing your content. You don't want it, you know, creating the whole overall product. You still want to be the creator mm -hmm. of the product. Right. Um, so that's where I think there's a fine line to be drawn. And right now that line is blurred and it will definitely get sorted out. Um, because there are places like Amazon and even universities who are saying, you know, no, you cannot write your whole paper using AI. You have to write the paper. Um, so they'll apply yourself in out. other words. Exactly. But I do think it's dangerous in that it can replace people. And I do think that the industry, the magazine industry, maybe even, you know, the, the movie industry at some point um, is going to cause people to lose jobs because they're going to take advantage of that cost saving measure mm -hmm. by having AI do things. Uh, but at the same time, if you look at the AI product, it's not as good as what people can create. It is. Oh, not. Oh, I think it's getting you know, there, though. I think it's getting there because, because like in the wrong. world. Well, of, it's it's in training. So, yeah, it'll get yeah, better. The, the world, the world of photography. I mean, you know, you take a you take a picture, you take a picture that, that OK, photography, you know, you used to take a picture and then you would develop your picture. And if you. You would change it, you know, we'd change the amount of light going through the negative or you'd change this and the negative. You'd change this and you're developing to get the right feel for the picture that you want, you know. But now, now you can just, uh, you know, it's getting to the point where you could go to uh, with an AI system. You can you can just say what you want in this picture and uh, and, it, and it's created, you know. It's like uh, this. Well, this and <clears throat> go ahead. There's a danger to 
that in that you don't know what's real anymore you know mm -hmm. the, the the people i mean goodness i almost wish i had thought of it but you know the people who made up an ai person and they're making millions of dollars on instagram with their hundreds of thousands of followers because this person is you know this perfect looking thing that does all these amazing marvelous things in the world and you find out in tiny print they say you know this is an ai generated yeah. person it's not even a real person so um, you don't know what's real because if they didn't put the disclaimer the tiny disclaimer there nobody would know it looks right. very real <laughs> well and then another example of like ai being implemented in in the showbiz industry you might have have artists like you know like musicians actors and actresses and comics who are deceased and no longer with us in person and and you now will have you know pe people in that industry wanting to exploit the likenesses of these deceased performers yeah. and, and especially exploit them and the fa families of these deceased performers not receive any financial compensation for it yeah well so, and you know yeah. C cgi has gotten really popular too and what what about the whole industry of body doubles that where people Absolutely. make their living being a stunt double or a body right. double does it are we going to end up eliminating that whole segment of the population and their income because now we can cgi your body double we can cgi your stunts um i don't know it's it's an interesting topic and i think, I think it's dangerous to livelihoods yeah um, i think cgi and artificial intelligence are rapidly becoming a uh, boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. Well, I use Canva. Canva is a like a, a digital design software. I love Canva. I, I, I get all too. my I get all my book covers from Canva. I love. Well, that. you know what's nice is that we can do that, and and I I hesitate to say that because people will say, well, now you're robbing artists of the money they would have if you paid them to put your book cover out. But I say that's another bit of gatekeeping that kept our authors from being able to publish in years past if we couldn't produce our own book cover because we couldn't afford to pay an artist we couldn't put the book out oh, getting, so, oh those artists are getting paid oh no right well that right so there are artists who create things for canva and they get paid to do that and oh, yeah. that's really nice um and we we pay a a subscription fee to canva if, mm -hmm. or or not there's a free or or a subscription fee but the other thing that's nice is that it does have a text um there's an ai developing element in canva that you can use so that you create your own digital art piece and you use it with text prompts and you come up with a photo or a you know whatever Highly. whatever your image is and then you you get to manipulate that and change it and edit it and you know change move the elements around <laughs> i like to use that function as a tool for creating book covers because then it's my own work because i've manipulated it and it was my prompt that made this happen um and then I don't have to worry about my copyright infringement. I'm not infringing on anyone else's copyright because I created it. But I'm not an artist in such a way that I could create a, a book cover on my own that would look nice. So I like the tool. Um, but again, that's controversial because 
do people want us to be able to do that? I don't know. I think when you're well, publishing, I look at you it have like, to be able to do all the hats. I kind of look at it this way, though. I mean, they say, okay, well, Shonda, you're not, you know, you're taking money away from an artist by doing that. You should pay an artist to do that artwork. And you go, okay, I'm going to pay artist Joe Blow here to do this artwork for me. And what does he do? He uses AI to produce it. Right. He uses right. AI to produce it and then he sells it to you. And so you're paying you're paying for the AI artwork anyway. You're just paying a middleman to get it to you. So I mean, well, it's that's like that's true. That's definitely true in especially if you're using some of the Fiverr and Upwork um, <clears throat> places to find your your artists. They do use the same tools that you could use if you knew how to use them. Exactly. And so yeah, I'm just cutting out that and and learning to not use the middleman. I'm learning to use the tool. It's just like learning to use Illustrator or, you know, Adobe Photoshop or any of those other tools. Canva has a learning curve. There's there's a lot to learn about how to put something together and you can put, you know, something together that's pretty nice or you can create something that's uh, not so good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> See, so, I think, um, I, I think yeah, there should I, be a disclaimer on anything and everything that's used, uh, that, uh, that's produced by AI. There should be. Yeah. There should be a disclaimer at the very beginning and one at the very end. What you just saw or what you just enjoyed was created by AI. I mean, it, they should just tell you that, you know. I mean, a lot of people aren't going to care. A lot of people aren't going to care because they just, you know, they just aren't. You know, they don't care. They don't care. They just want it, you know. Uh, well, well, and I think you make a point that, you know, that they, they probably would need to make that disclaimer, especially for legal reasons. And especially, like, like I pointed out, like deceased stars, you know, that, that, they're, that the families of these deceased individuals, you know, or their estates were compensated and that they weren't taken advantage of to the point where the families of these deceased performers or their estates could sue. Right. And then, there, I mean, the artistic factor of it, you know, I mean, if someone, if I'm, you know, I, some of these videos they put out, you know, with uh, mechanical things, making the music, you know, you see like a ball bouncing around, bouncing from one thing to another in time with the music and the, you know, the theme of the music's going. And you're thinking, wow, how did they, how did they create that? that thing for those steel balls to bounce around and make that music. Well, they didn't. It's all AI. It's, it's all computer generated. I mean, they take the music, they make the, you know, they just generate it all in and come up with the animation and, and it looks really cool, but it's not real people. They, they don't really have those things. Well, what's the, what's the site that Logan uses the band, um, band camp. Is that what it was called? I think where so. Where he can go and make, I mean, that's, I don't know if there's a full AI element to that, but that is, you know, a tool that people use to make music. Um, just like your, the new, your new intro is not an AI uh, music, but it's created with something like a Bandcamp um, uh, program, right? It's no, one of the, that's a band. <laughs> that's the that's the hunter tones that is a band that's an actual band in boston the hunter tones they 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 make they play their they play their music and record oh, okay. and, and make albums oh, okay. yeah oh yeah. so they didn't use any of the synthesizer there's nothing synthesized no not that i know of that no was created oh okay yeah okay. as far as i know though that's them oh, okay that's them. yeah uh, okay. but well, anyway but, but there are I mean, you know there are all of yeah. these music 
things that are being put out with Bandcamp, and some of them are really nice. And they're uh, they're digital music that's used in a digital world, and I think that's okay. Yeah, as long as the artist still has basic control of the end product, I think you're right. I think you're yeah because you take a band that's working in a studio like that, like the Hunter Tones. They they produce this music. They 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 come out. They're they're recording it, and they're going. You know, we need a little. We need a little more something, something in the background here. Why don't we add some strings? Yeah, okay. Right. And then they do that electronically. They add strings to it, you know. Engineer um, does. They yeah. lay tracks. They lay they got, tracks. You know, they produce you, you it. They add make a track stuff. that's this, okay, I want to add a drum track. Okay, you lay the track. And all that means is electronically you hit a button and now you've got this drum track. And <laughs> you can manipulate it with the tempo and, you know, whatever stuff. Mm -hmm. But it, it, but it was, it's still an electronic track. Yeah. Now, not everybody's laying tracks that were electronic, but I'm saying it, it happens and it's it's become just part of the norm. Um, you know, the, the, as, yeah. did you what see I'm the blog is... post I put up on on our uh, page, our, our new blog post about um, the sky full of crows? No. Oh, my Edgar Allan. <laughs> I leave them like little Easter eggs for you to find. So um, on, on the oldmanspodcast.com, I have a, on the 19th on Edgar Allan Poe's birthday, I put up a little, uh, I put up a little post. And so my poem says, sky inked black by crows, a liquid line of movement silhouetted against angry clouds. So it's a non-traditional haiku hey, Brian. because it's it's a it's a five seven i don't know eight or nine uh three 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 lines of of poem but it doesn't it's not a five seven five poem so it's non-traditional haiku um but to go along with it i used microsoft designer um to help me create the photo because i wanted a particular look that i i couldn't find anywhere I couldn't make on my own without help of this tool. And so I used designer to help create this big, long liquid line of crows above these angry looking clouds. Um, so that's, but you don't, I don't, I don't have to say I made this with Microsoft designer just any more than anyone has to say, I made this with Adobe illustrator. Um, but I did because I am not a handwritten artist i have to use graphic design tools to create mm -hmm. things so yeah and musicians go. and musicians have to use their tools to produce their music that's why studios have producers that's why studios have producers soundboard engineers you know people that right. can add and do this stuff but my thing is is there's still an artist involved in it you know the the final artist goes yeah, I like it. Let's do this. You know, let's go right. with it. Uh, where I where I have a problem with is where, um, you know, you make an, you like that video, that that <clears throat> that uh, video thing you were talking about. You know, they have this thing and it's really popular. A lot of people love them and this and that. And it, it's there's no there's not a real person there at all. It's all AI, right. you know, and that's where I'm that's where I have a problem. You know, yeah. uh, that's where I have a problem with that stuff. And, you know, I mean, you, you just, you, it still has to, the, there still should be someone 
at the controls is what I'm saying. Some an artist, because like you, you create that scene, but using your artistic mind and your imagination and your eye, you create it the way you want it to look. You know, you yeah. well, and yeah, I you, did you, create five or six <clears throat> mock-ups before I you know, finalized the one photo or uh, design that I ended up using because, you know, you have a PNG file and you can manipulate that in, in, you know, adding elements, removing elements, moving things around, what all the different things um, to, to make it what you want it to look like. So yeah, it was over an hour of time spent on five or six different designs before I finalized it but with use of the tool which is a graphic design tool mm -hmm. yeah because you can't just put one of the things about electronic publication is you need the visual you need the visual draw of a photo or a or a painting or something um in even in any blog post just words are, don't draw the eye as well as a visual that goes along with the words, a well-selected visual that goes along with the words, I think helps draw the eye and adds appeal to the, to the article. Well, it's like, I go back to tattooing. Okay. You go, I go back to tattooing. You can take a tattoo artist. He can use AI to, you can go in there and say, Hey, I want a tattoo that looks like this. No problem. He goes in there, he creates it with his AI tools, his drawing tools. You know, he comes out, he shows you, uh, the stencil that the computer spit out. He goes like this. Is this is what you want? That's exactly what I want. Okay, there you go. Did he create that? No, a computer created that. It's AI, but he's the one that's got to put the ink to the skin. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it's that's your what idea. About. It's your prompt idea right. that created the image. And your prompt is going to be different in the whole world than somebody else's prompt. It's never going to look like what somebody else's would come out looking like mm -hmm. because they would use different words or they would, you know, whatever. It's never going to be somebody else's work. The artist, whoever creates the prompt is the artist who created the, the image. You know, I, I, I just, when we were talking right now and I was talking about tattoos, I got this... I got this vision in my head that in the future, you want a tattoo on your arm, you stick your arm in this big machine and <laughs> it just flip the switch, a big flash, and you pull your arm out, it's all been tattooed. You know, well, I don't know. Or, well, maybe not a flash, but what about like those key machines, you know, and the, uh, the <laughs> happens, you got your arm, you got your arm stuck in there for 45 minutes and then, yeah, it comes out and all the needles are like dragging around. And you're just going, oh, could you imagine? That's very interesting. <laughs> not amazing. It would all be so precise. Yeah. And, you know, there's people out there, if you're listening to me and you're a creator of music, because my heart and soul's in music. If you're a creator of music and you've got two or three synthesizers there and you're hammering out a bass line on your synthesizer and then you got a drum a drum pad sitting there and you're doing your own drum work and you're and then you're laying that track down and, uh, you know, and you're, you're doing your guitar stuff and you know, you're, you're laying it all down, mishmatching it together and, you know, and, and, and coming out with a song. I am not talking about you. 
You're creating that. You're putting the effort in. I'm talking about someone that just sits at a computer and goes, and goes, computer, give me a rock and roll. Give me a rock and roll track. And then that just, you know, then the computer goes, beep, pop, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. And there's a rock and roll track. They go, all right, cool. That's the people yeah. I'm talking about. Because there are people out there that, that do fabulous, fabulous work. And also to you, I want to say, don't let the naysayers say that if you can't make a money, if you're not going to make money, don't do it. No, you exercise your talent. You do your work. And, you know, with today's day and age with elect, with the, the media and everything, and you're a writer, you're a music producer, you make little movie stop motion stuff. Get, you know, you get yourself something like Facebook or some kind of format like that, and you put your own stuff out there. You know, you put your stuff out there for people to read it, for people to hear it, for people to see it, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time. And a lot of it is luck. It takes the right person at the right time to hear, read or see what you've produced. And then next thing you know, you're getting uh, contacted and uh, people want you to, you know, people want you to uh, work for them and do that kind of stuff, um, you know. Uh, it's it's just uh don't give up your art don't give up your talent you know uh oh oh, I just, oh hey i just got i just got a a text message hold on i got a text message and it's it's from a phone number i have no idea who this is where I it's see. from but it's lisa lisa when you uh, when you come to california let's ski together <laughs> Alert the media. Lisa's going skiing. <laughs> I used to write back to those people. I used to say, I don't know who you are. You got the wrong number. Now I just delete it. Hi, Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, Hello, man. Did you see the post, the picture that Eric just posted in the chat? No, I can't see what's posted. Oh. Well, that um, is I could text it to you, old man. Oh, okay. I drew that. That is my dad. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah, I took art in grade nine and ten. I think it look it does look like him, but I drew that for my mom because she was really missing him, and that was one of the last photos we ever took of him. So it's well, not perfect, art, but it's my version. Taking <laughs> art in grade in two grades does not give you the skill or the. Well, I kept going obviously, but it well, just meant no, I took it in you, school. You obviously have natural talent. Yeah, that that's beautiful. You that were able great. to enhance because I've taken two years of art, and I, that would be a stick <clears throat> man on the page if I were trying to draw it. That's that is beautiful. gorgeous. That oh, is I like, gorgeous. I like to uh, draw, but when you were talking about tattoo artists, if I can jump in, sorry, Shonda, my son is a tattoo artist. And he does everything freehand. He doesn't believe in going with computers and stuff. And he tells people, you come in, tell me what you want. And then we'll do it. So he'll put it on paper for them, but then he draws it on their arm freehand. Nice. So he gives it what it'll look like on paper, but he does it that way. And I think that comes a lot with his, he had a lot of learning disabilities. So, and he was d dyslexic. So everything was easier for him to just do it. And he's really good at what he does, but I don't know where we get our art talent from, but I'm not as good as he is. I just like to doodle and you play know, around and you know people people with kids uh, people with kids with disabilities <laughs> and all this and that you know you need to take you need to take your child and find whatever it is they like to do 
and let them do it because with their disability, it's going to help them like art, like drawing, playing an instrument, you know, uh, just just something, you know, just something. And sure, they're not going to be Rembrandt, but let them let them express themselves artistically. And I believe that helps people with their uh, with their disabilities. I mean, yeah. I, I really do. I bought him a tattoo gun at 15 and our friend's parents owned a butcher shop. So we used to get the pig skin so he could practice on at home or practice on oranges or whatever. Perfect. And because that's what he said he wanted to be when he grew up. Well, okay, then let's do it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, what a uh, great conversation. You know, portraiture I, I'm, I'm... is one of the hardest things. So, I mean, good for you. It's amazing. Oh, these people that, oh, no, no, no. These people that can do portrait, uh, like, like that portrait tattoos and they look like that. They look like that. I mean, I, I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed because I've, I've seen some, I've seen some portrait ones. It's like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, you're going to have to have, now you're going to have to have that removed because that did not turn out like what you thought it was going to. <laughs> well, but you know? I mean, not even tattooing this, this photo, this, this drawing of, of your dad is, I mean, uh -huh. but look at the Beautiful. shading and I all know. of the, Thank I mean, you. all the features are there. It's amazing. Yeah. So I can't do that, which is why I have I, to use I, the, I the graphic design tools to help me because I'm primarily a writer of words. Um, but I need to also produce some images to go with my posts. And so I use graphic design tools to be able to do that. You know, I used to be able to, I used to, I probably still can. I used to draw uh, a, uh, just a cartoon face, a cartoon face, big nose, Big chin, you know, little forehead, big eyes, you know, ears, hair popping out the top, you know. I used to be able to draw, but it was the same. It was the same picture all the time. And I used to, I used to tell my kids, "Hey, Richie, Richie, here, let me draw a picture of you, okay?" And then have him stand there, and it would look just. I mean, he goes, "That doesn't look like me." He goes, "Does to me?" And then I go, "He go, well, do one of mom, and I'll do the same face, the same face." And uh, 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 yeah, I, I am not a good. Uh, I'm not a good artist, but you know what? I sure have fun drawing. And I yeah. think that's the key. That's the key. You know, I'm not, you, you know, you don't have to be a Charles Schultz. You know, you don't have to be somebody, a Gary Larson and, and these real famous cartoonists, uh, you know, Walt Disney. You don't have to be a real famous cartoonist. Just draw. Just draw yeah. and have fun. And uh, I can do uh, I can do things more than just stick figures, really, but I can't do portraiture at all. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I find difficult for me is perspective. You my daughter is an amazing artist and my mom was, too. It, it skipped my generation. But um, my daughter can just put, little, you know, doot, 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 little hash marks here, there and everywhere. And then it looks like something marvelous. Um, but she's an illustrator. She does a lot of, um, you know, cartoon illustration type drawing. Uh -huh. And my mom, my mom did a lot of sketch drawing. Um, so I'm somewhere in the middle, but I, I have things that look you know, like wonky, you know, they come out crooked or whatever, because the perspective isn't right. And that is something that I think the people who have that raw talent, that's what they have. They have that innate ability to just draw from their mind and put it down with the correct perspective. 
Right. Uh, Brian, uh, BP49, Brian says, I'm so bad at drawing, I couldn't even draw blood with a needle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, I don't understand the, I don't understand. They can take, they can take a, a, a two-dimensional, uh, like when you draw something on a piece of paper, it's two-dimensional. That's what it is. But they have, the, with their eye and their ability to make things in perspective, they can almost turn it into a 3D image. And I, I just, I don't I, like that. I don't understand. I don't understand how they can make, draw something on, uh, like you have foreground and af, af background. The foreground, the object's big. The background, it's small. And uh, how can they, when I do it on a piece of paper, it looks like a big thing and a small thing. When they do it on paper, it looks like something close and something far away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, their, their perspective Yeah, me is too. Yeah, close and far, and mine just looks big and small. <laughs> it's funny. Well, everybody, we've come to my pumpkin moment, yes. so I'm, uh, I must depart. But thank you for listening, and um, I hope I didn't bore everyone to death. I mean, we always talk, we, we end up talking kind of about similar things every Monday um, because that's what I know and that's what I do, but... Um, but I do hope that we change it up enough to keep it interesting for everybody. Well, we're just, you know what it is? Something fun to think about today. Shonda, what we're doing is we're just trying to inspire people to to tap into their imagination and grow. That's what we do. Yeah. And I think it's important. Yeah. I want to remind everybody that on February 5th, Monday, February 5th, uh, on the Old Man's Podcast with Sh um, Morning Tea with Shonda, we're going to be interviewing author Neil Off. O-F-F-E-N, Neil Offen. He's written a book called Build a Better Boomer. And it's, uh, it's uh, I haven't read it yet, but uh, uh, I think I sent you an electronics copy of it, Shonda. Yeah, I downloaded it. I just started it over the weekend. Okay, Shonda, so before you go, do you see in chat there, that is a tattoo of my grand, that's a photo of my grandson, and then the portrait that I had done on my calf. Oh, nice. So you want to make and sure. Then, oh man, oh man. The following Monday after that will be um, our herb day with Shonda and I. Really excellent. Yes. So on Monday Ooh. the twelfth, Monday the twelfth uh, will be Shonda and Shelby's uh, uh, tea you. and herb show. So that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. So good. So Friday the. Herb. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Miss Sue getting after me. <laughs> what? Miss Sue's getting after me the way I pronounce herbs. Herb. Herb. I like the way you say it. So before Shonda leaves, real quick, Friday, on uh, Monday, February 5th, author highlight interview with Neil Offen. And on February, the following Monday, February 12th, uh, Shonda and uh, Miss Shelby will have their uh, tea and herb. Uh, show so you want to make sure write it down on your calendar. February twelfth, we will talk about herbs. I like herbs. Yes. Herbs. Not I like herbs. herbs. Not herb. Herb. Yeah. No Miss Shonda, Shonda, I just wanted to let you know you won't have to uh, really do anything. I just about have it all planned out, but I will text you. Actually, I'll call you. I'll call you. Oh, good. Okay, great. Because I know all you're right, busy, well, so. Have a great week, and thank you for coming. And Dr. Mann, thank you for Thanks, engaging with us and everybody else. And Crash, too. Thanks for coming in and ch chatting with us this morning. And have a great week, everybody. Thanks, Thanks Sandra. Bye, Sandra. Thanks, Sandra. Oh, my God. Sandra. Sandra. Sandra.
There she goes. Um, and and a, a disclaimer about like the, the picture sent that Crash, you know, shared for me to post in chat. She did give me permission, especially yeah. to po post those pictures of her her grandson and the and the tattoo <clears throat> in chat, because because that's really a disclaimer to to like protect the old man and and other parties involved. Oh yes, one hundred percent guaranteed. I okayed it. <laughs> yes. That's a pretty good I don't know who he is, but I okayed it. No, just kidding. That's a pretty good likeness <laughs> of that. Of that. Well, that. I'm a welcome. I like that. Yeah. And I also posted in chat a screenshot of what I posted on Facebook's Podbean Podcast Nation last night in case anybody missed Friday's episode. Um, we had a great Promote Your Podcast and Projects Day show. And, that was. That and, was a good show. Yep. Um, and we encourage, of course, people to come in every Friday to promote their podcast or whatever projects or business ventures they've got going on. And if you also miss Friday, Short Pants Robert won the January Trivia Contest, and he is receiving his $50 gift certificate to Glowflow Denver. And he's also among the, the honorees in the Podbean Podcast Listener Appreciation you know, thing going on where he'll soon be receiving his free autographed copy of Arch Kennedy's book, um, The Weather's Fine. And there are a couple other honorees who will be get, getting copies at some point, but I will keep you posted, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And thank you for doing that, Eric. That is so, that is just uh, admirable of you doing that stuff. That is awesome. Hey, uh, this afternoon, I'm going to be getting together with uh, Dane Gentry. I know He's kind of new to Podbean, but some of you have met him and have listened to him. He's got a podcast. I'm going to be getting together with him today, and him and I are going to have a little talk. Tom talks with Dane Gentry, and uh, Hi, we're going to be getting that done, and we will be publishing that out uh, later today. It's going to be a little standalone uh, pre-recorded uh, post that I'll be doing. So uh, keep an eye out for that later today or just uh, see it posted. And then don't forget Thursday, baby, Thursday. Thursday is our 1,000s morning show. 1,000. Yeah, baby. And that's Russ's day, to too. And, and Russ is still on the panel. That's Russ's day. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's uh, resting, he's resting and saving up his voice for that. Thursday. Well, and, and we know Shep's got to be here for that, too. Yeah, we'll see whoever shows up, shows up, Eric. I mean, if it's just you and Absolutely. me and Russ, if it's just you and me and Russ, we're going to party. We're going to have fun. You know, but uh, I'm sure we'll have a bunch. Well, of 1999 was like 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're partying like it's 1999. <laughs> and for the record, that was a good song by Prince. <laughs> you know, right? I saw somebody, they posted a, you know, they said, somebody, somebody said, post a car that's 20 years old. And they posted it <laughs> and it was like, I'm going, when I think of something 20, 30 years old, I'm going back to the 70s. You know, a twenty-year-old car—they don't—that doesn't look. Good. That's really that's a twenty-year-old car. Oh, wow, yeah, strange. A twenty-year-old car doesn't look like it's a day over fifty. I know, yeah, it, or sixty. <laughs> it doesn't look a day over a week. I mean, it's like, geez. Hi, Roya. Good to see you, Twillin. Good to see you. Uh, just good times. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you come on in, and you're listening to the show. Uh, and you're in the live chat or you're listening on the downloads and you haven't done it yet, please hit the follow button, give us a follow, and uh, we'd appreciate it. And come on back. We're here Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can find us here. And, uh, yeah, just come on in and be part of the family. Ah. So what's up with everybody now? I was surprised how quiet Russ was. Russ, you've really been quiet the whole show. 
What's going on? You all right? Oh, yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm just hanging in there. Okay. All right. all right. Well, I'm taking notes. Well, I saw Brett came in. Um, hopefully, he's doing doing good. Yeah, he came in. Brett was in for a little bit from the Pulse. Yeah, see, yes, he was. He was in here. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, you people doing podcasts, let me tell you something. I mean, you know, we can, you know, you can watch your numbers. You can see who's in your show, who's not in your show. Um, don't get wrapped around the numbers. Don't get wrapped up in your numbers. Just do your show. Just do your show and have fun with your guests in that. And don't be concerned with numbers. I mean, just do your show. Numbers are like the tide, man. They come in, they go out. They come in, they go out. So if you're going to get all wrapped up and discouraged, you know, well, we, had, well, we only had 28 people show up for the show today, I Eric. I think, I'm, I think I'm going to quit. Nah, just, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Like I said, numbers come in and numbers go. Uh, like we have uh, 29 people, uh, participants in the show today. And, uh, you know, why, why panic? You know, tomorrow we might have 50 participants in the show. You know, you just got to do your show. Just do your show and have fun. That's the whole key. Just have fun. Just do what you do. Don't worry about numbers. Don't worry about if people show up. People show up when they show up. You know, people are busy. People are busy. Not everybody's sitting around waiting for the old man's podcast to come on. I mean, people got things to do and people got places to go. And uh, just be consistent in doing it. Always be there because, you know, they might say, hey, I, you know, I got a free time. I'm going to listen to uh, I'm going to listen to Miss Dixie's podcast. <laughs> I don't know if Miss Dixie does one or not. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Just don't be discouraged. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep exercising your imagination and having great Great podcast. Keep producing great podcasts because that's all about. It's all about you doing good. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, and then, uh, I see Dane. Good to see you, Dane. Um, I was just telling everybody how you and I are going to have a little, uh, a little interview, a little talk. I don't like calling them interviews. I like just calling them conversations. We have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, when like uh, BP was addressing, um, you know, Dane. Like whenever I type like shows, like like the word like on my phone and it somehow it wants to autocorrect to shoes and I, I don't know what what why that is or i don't know Make you this morning texting the old man cash was, saying, cash was sending me something and said she's an old man and i'm going you're an old man and she goes autocorrect and she said no i was trying to say this and it came out old man again i'm going what is going on I don't, <laughs> see, I, don't okay. use I need to tell everyone though i really am an old man <laughs> <laughs> i do not use <laughs> uh i i i uh i do um i do um i do not use i do not use uh, autocorrect. I really don't. I don't use it. I was voice to texting to you and my cat was like making noise in the background. So my phone thought I said I was an old man. I was referring to you as the old man, but my phone thought I was referring to myself as the old man. What? Oh, say that again. I was voice to text, right? So I was talking to the phone. Uh -huh. My cat was in the background doing what he does, making lots of noise. So my phone didn't pick up everything I was saying. So it thought I was referring to myself as an old man. 
instead of me referencing you and the show as an old man. And our See you soon. Bye, Sue. I, Bye, I, I still I, I still don't know what you're talking about. We're talking about the show, and then <laughs> I said thank you for thank you about the show, and then I was like woohoo, old man show something something, but it came out saying I was the old man. You need another cup of coffee. Go ask Grammy if you can have a beer. <laughs> no, it's too early. It's not even nine o'clock yet. Uh, I got a it's message. Five o'clock somewhere. I got a message this morning, uh, the old man brain, yeah. I got a message this morning from Miss Amber. She is busy, Tommy, busy, welcome. busy. And uh, she has informed me that she is uh, not going to be able to make it to uh, Tuesday Amber May Day because she's got a, uh, she's going to be on a show. It's called His Glory. The uh, She's going to be on His Glory show tomorrow for an interview. They're going to talk to her. Uh, about uh, some of the things that she has been talking about in her shows. Uh, so she's been booked to do an interview, and it's going to be uh, awesome. But, you know, I mean, she's, she's you know, what would I – I can't expect Amber to put off her stuff to just be here and ramble on with the old man and fight with me and Russ, you know. So uh, she's <laughs> – of course, she's got exciting. Uh, it's exciting for her to do that because she's on the grow. She's growing. Her show's growing. She's getting recognized, and we want that for Amber. So I told Absolutely. her, "Yeah, no worries, no worries." So uh, we're going to have a uh, guest, a fill-in navigator for her tomorrow, and um, I don't know. Should I say who it is? Should I? Say I'm sorry in advance for anything I may say or do tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, well, forget it. Well, thanks. See, she already fits in. She just sucked that hot air out of my sail. And then she snorts. It's going to be, it's going to be Crash Cat. She's going she's to come in and fill it for Amber tomorrow. I was going to build up the suspense in that, but she just. Well, she oh, let the cat out of the bag, didn't she? Uh, yeah, she Crash! Cat out of the bag, yeah. Uh, I don't he, know, crashed, he crashed it. Crash! Yeah, I don't know, Russ. What do you think? I don't know. Well, Doc hard. and Russ and and Shep and and the rest of our pals and Shelby will probably be here tomorrow to make it really interesting. Yeah. Oh, last night's conversation was really interesting. Or no, Saturday night. What night was that, Shelby? Or yeah, Shelby. What night was that? Our conversation on a plane. On a plane. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Did you really have that conversation or did you dream it? I don't know. Under your, um, I think it might have been a dream because I don't under, remember that conversation. Under your pain, <laughs> under your pain medicine induced dreams you were at. That's it. Crash! <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to, be sure to tune in tomorrow. My name, I just yeah, uh, I don't know, Russ. I, I, I don't know. We usually have our hands full with Amber. I don't know. What do you think? We're going to really have our hands full. Yeah, it should be fun, With, man. Uh, it should be fun. Yeah, Crash Cat. I'll keep Russ on his toes. He's too quiet today. He's mellow. He's he always back, back, back in the cut. He's, he's mellow. He's back. Mellow. He's mellow yeah, today. I'm here. I'm hanging out. Okay. Yeah, he's just chilling. He's having a chill day. Yeah. Yeah, he's laid back. Don't get him turned on because you're about to run out of time like you did me last week. <laughs> <laughs> Crash! 
Hey, BP49 Crash Bandicoot. That's what my grandson calls me now. Thanks, Crash Pete. Really man. <laughs> yeah, because I told him my nickname was Crash, and that's his favorite game. Crash Bandicoot is a game? Huh. Yes. Uh, that, one of these things I saw, I saw, it said, tell someone you're old without telling them how old you are. And this guy goes, you used to only be able to play video games on channel three, on channel three. Now, I don't know if you guys are too young to know that, but when video games first came out, you had this little converter, you'd plug into the game, into your TV, and it had to be on channel three in order now for the games to work. What is that, Russ? I prefer channel four. Oh, is it three or four? You could do it. Yeah, you could do either or. Yeah. See, I never, I, I would, never had a, I never I had would, any video games. I would have said, you have to wait for the right amount of rings like, on the phone before channel, you answer. You had it on channel three. Sometimes the news would try to static in. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You on channel four, it went up there. You know, now that you mentioned that, I remember that's how hey, your VCRs. That's how your VCRs used to have to be. You you had you could only use your VCR with channel three or four, yeah. Huh, interesting. Hey Shepard, good to see you, buddy. Crash. Take it easy, Doc. Lord, are you? I don't know if you're having a having some kind of attack, or you're clearing your throat, or what? Good Lord. Yeah, you never can. You never can tell about me. I can just, just did I hear a snort? Ah, snorting. Yeah, it sounded like you're a cat clearing that hairball out of your throat. <laughs> That's what. That, oh, for oh, at least it's not like Steve Merkel's laugh. You broke me. Would you mute your snorting, please? Good grief. We're in for a handful tomorrow, Russ. I'm What's gonna... going on, Chef? <laughs> ah, That's it. There it is. What's up, Doc? I like it when he does it on the call panel. It's even more entertaining, right, Doc? Very much so. Yeah. yeah. If Shep knows he can hop up on the panel. Yeah, Shep, you want? We got a few more minutes to go. You can come on in and uh, enlighten us on what's going on in the Shep Shack. Shep Shack. Yeah. Russ does it better. The microphone hooked up today to do that. No, that's all right. Oh, man. Oh, you know, Russ, I've been thinking about buying a soundboard. I've been thinking about buying a soundboard and hooking it up so I can have the echoes and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, uh, uh, I was talking, and I've got I've got everything I need to support <clears> it <throat> because I would I would get the sound I would get the soundboard and plug it into my audio interface, right. and uh, and then I'd be able to use it, and it might give me a more control on uh volumes on things too uh but i'm thinking about it. i'm thinking about getting me a soundboard i don't know what do you think yeah i think i should yeah you can get a nice little soundboard for 30 <clears throat> between 30 and 50 bucks that'll do you really good yeah and i like i said and it plugs right into the back of my into the back of my uh audio interface and uh it should and, and it should go through to the show because it's not a mic it should go through to the show i'll have to check it out and see because from what I've learned is you got to have these people that have all this stuff and they use it on their podcasts and everything. It all plugs into the audio interface. And then the audio interface is what plugs welcome. into their, is what plugs into their computer. You know, all that stuff's not plugging into their computer. It plugs into the audio interface, which plugs into the computer. So 
I don't know. I'm learning. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn this sound system stuff. You know. Look out! Look out! See, look yeah, out! I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. And uh, Russ, I'm still waiting on that uh, MP3 file. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send that back to you. Yeah, and uh, because I do want to switch up. Yes, and uh, I'll get that done today. Use Caleb's. Uh, Caleb's. Caleb. That's his name, right? Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. Caleb. I want to use his work. Anyway, uh, I was audio uh, auto invited to the panel when I joined the room, so I won't want to input. You was invited or you wasn't invited to join? <clears throat> I think you meant you wasn't auto invited to join the room. Um, yeah, well, see, on Sunday, on Mondays, I don't have I don't have everybody uh, programmed to come into the show on Mondays. It's usually generally just me. <coughs> Uh, me, Eric, and uh, Shonda, uh -huh. and maybe a, a couple of a couple of people like Russ and, and Shelby, and yeah. <clears throat> but hey, you'll be auto invited tomorrow. I mean, I'll auto invite everybody tomorrow. Look out! Look out! Here it comes. Well, and yeah. then with the one thousand <laughs> show, since Shep is here for this one, he'll he'll definitely be here for that one for sure because we it, it wouldn't be a thousandth episode without him. Right. Shep says, you need not justify yourself. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do, Shep, because I'm married. I'm married, and I learned. <laughs> I justify myself all the time, brother. All the time. See, Doc's laughing, but he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and the girls got all quiet. Yeah, they're going, hey, what, uh, what's that mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying a word. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I ain't getting in that uh, one. Nope. Yeah. Shelby and I know. Just sit yeah, back. You, you guys are waiting for tomorrow when you take control of the show. Uh -oh. Yes, sir. Uh -oh. the, brakes, the, brakes, the brakes will be off then, old man. The brakes yeah. will be off. That might be a good day to get Abrit, uh, Abrit up on the panel, too, tomorrow with you guys. The clutch, the clutch will be completely gone. It's gone. Nothing. Well, you guys will abandon me, Doc, Russ, Eric. You guys will drop off. I'll be Not stuck. Me. I'll, I'll be, be right, right there. there. I'll be hearing all the girls and they'll be going at me. Yeah. Crash. <laughs> the old man's angels. The old man's angels right there. Oh, and, and the thing is, is you got to visualize. This is how I visualize all these girls that are in uh, the old man's angels. Tom's angels. They got their little halos, but their halos are being held up by little horns. Mine's a little bent. Oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Uh, okay, all right. No, I know you wouldn't, Shelby, but I will. <laughs> hey, can I have an update on Jake from his mom? Yes, uh, please. Uh, yeah, well, we. you want to do oh, it Do you want me to wait? To I can this? wait. Why don't we do that tomorrow? Let's do okay. that tomorrow because we'll have more time and, uh, you know, we can get – we don't have to right. brief because we only have about – we only have about maybe three, four minutes to uh -huh. go. And, uh, than the show so, everything is well just put it that way everything's yeah. great with him. nothing good. Good. only good. onwards good. and upwards from here yeah we'll get and a full tomorrow. we'll get a better report tomorrow mm -hmm. absolutely so so in the meantime well listen uh might as well start the theme song and let's wrap it up let's start turning off lights and locking doors go ahead eric you want to tell us about some shows coming up and and russ make sure you let us know what you got going uh, yeah but um you know, coming up on Podbean, of course, Russ will have his lunchtime show, and 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 I presume later on this evening, Russ and Shep and um, Brett and Scott and the, and the gang will be doing outside the post a little bit later. Um, be on lookout for Caps to do his chill show, and and be on lookout for 
Spanky from the Beans and Winnie show to do um, an impromptu lunchtime show today, should he be on today. And um, and of course, if, and an impromptu slightly serious show if, if James decides to fire something up this evening. And and then we'll be back tomorrow with Cats, aka Crash, substituting for Amber. And we'll have, have the usual suspects join us tomorrow, as always. And some of the other podcast friends who might be coming up a little later this week. Suspect? <laughs> it's an idiom. You know, oh, in, in other words, our usual peeps. man, I was thought, okay, I could, I, I could do some correspondence here while Eric's talking, <laughs> and then Eric finishes, oh, yes. yeah. Well, and then I know Russ has also got to remind us of, you know, what to get. Ship, ship. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mountain Dew and uh, Moonbow, man. You can grab a Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you hit those follow buttons, download the shows. We are uh, just appreciate all you guys and all your support. This is a fun. And make sure you come in for that 1,000 show. Now, I'm not talking about 1,000. Uh, Mountain Dew and Moonbow. The 1,000 uh, number, including all the little info casts and special messages. No. That 1,000 number represents the morning podcast. Yeah, baby. So if I included all those other shows, it'd probably be around 15, 1,600. But uh, no, this is just the morning show. And uh, Eric and I, uh, man, Eric, 1,000. I mean, wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. I'm flabbergasted. Really old. <laughs> really really old. <laughs> You really are old. Thanks, Shelby. Thanks. That was me. Oh, uh, oh, crash, crash. Thanks, See, crash. I didn't laugh. Oh, I did uh, a good ventriloquist actor. Thanks, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I cannot tell you. I, when you, you can't tell girls apart. It's like with Adrian and Adrian's on here. I can't tell you guys apart. I don't know what's going on with the voices. I don't know. You guys are messing with my head. You're messing with my head. I know you are. You Sometimes you Sometimes just wait till tomorrow. I am polishing the uh, halo. It might be a little bent, but hey, we're gonna try to get Gra- gonna try to get Grammy on the show on Thursday too. Get her. Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, yes, absolutely. Get her down from the corporate office to come in and pay us a visit. Give us a. <laughs> she needs to give us a report. You know, give us a report where we're standing and all that kind of stuff. Give us the. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Thursday yeah. afternoon, if you guys are, you know, around, come find me. Well, that's right. And uh, 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 Crash Cat is doing her first, her first live podcast uh, later on in the day. We'll talk more about that. Oh, cool. We'll talk more about that later when I got my notes in front of me, so I can give people time to dates. All right, Eric, we're done. We're wrapping it up. Russ, thanks, thanks buddy. Guys. Thanks Have a wonderful Dog, day. Cleaner. Uh, Crash, thanks for being. Thanks, darling. Thanks, Shelby. Eric, of all Well, we'll do it again 22 hours from now. Special thanks to Shonda. Be careful out there driving yep. around. Thanks, Shonda. And uh, we're going to... Oh, my Lord. We're going to let uh, Big Rich Dog close this down. Uh, here we go. Big Rich Dog, what do you got to say, brother? What do you got to say? This is Big Rich Dog from the Dreadnought 928 podcast, and you've been listening to the Old Man's Podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigators, live on Podbean.
Thanks, Chip. Thanks for the thanks for whatever that is. The golden mic or something. Thanks, brother. Hey, everybody, have a great day. Have a good Monday. We'll see you here on Tuesday tomorrow uh, with our, our guest, uh, uh, a navigator coming in, Miss Crazy Cat, taking the uh, filling in for Amber while Amber's out there uh, doing a doing an interview, a live interview. Man, we'll, uh, it's, that's some good stuff right there. All right, later, Gators. We're out of here. Don't walk yeah. around with your head. Don't walk around with your head in the clouds. Stay in the know. By listening um, to the old man's show. Well, ah! secured the January lead. <laughs> well, it's just time to head on out of here. We'll see we you got to do, we uh, got to do, We got to do sports show tomorrow. Oh, I tell you, it's going to be good. Oh, do it, Doc. Do it. You'll be part of the show tomorrow. Tune in for Doc Sports Show. Yeah, Doc Sports segment. That'll be tomorrow. All right. We got the sign. We're out of here. Later, Gators. Woo! Later, Gators. See you next time. <laughs>